0: Basketball. Howdy, ads! AP here from the tailgate. Oh, my baggy football. Oh, man. Week two. Week two. Yep, yep. Brought to you by Ross Distributing, assistant Aggies with all their building needs. Aggie owned and operated. Folks, don't forget, email us at tailgate at gmail.com. Uh, also, want to Give a little shout out to I think it's Parr who left the message for us uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, had some commentary about uh, Haynes King and his two interceptions. Morning, a little, a little disappointed with the man. Hey, uh, we'll see, we'll see how he develops. We got, we're starting a club. A uh, little recruiting news this week: uh, two commits, uh, top 100 cornerback, Bravion Rogers from LaGrange committed, uh, recommitted he was a commit. He decommitted. He came back. Yep. Four star 5'11, 185. Look, I mean, this guy is one of the top players in the country. Definitely one of the top DBs in the country. Hopefully, you know, he he sticks around. Uh, you know, he's a big time, big time player out of the Grange. So uh that's a good one. 6'4, 310 pound offensive lineman, TJ Shanahan. That's exciting. Oh man. Kid from Westlake. Big, big dude. Uh being recruited by Georgia, LSU, Bama, those kind of guys. So, yep. Tells you a little bit something about it. Uh, also, some injury news or updates from Jimbo this week. McKinley Jackson should be good to go. Jalen Jones should be good to go. Hopefully, we'll see him on the field this week. Uh, ready to roll, okay? Right. Yep. Pre-tail game. Presented by David Coffin PLC, tax controversy and litigation lawyers, the only tax attorney here in VCS. All right, so this week, week two, so exciting, so so exciting. We got, you know, they always talk about the improvement for a team between week one and week two. Um, Obviously, after you've seen your first action, you get things on tape. There should be a substantial amount of improvement this week. We get at state. They lost last week to North Carolina with the, the games that kick off at 2.30 at Kyle Field. Uh, and it's a 19-point favorite in this one with an over-under of 4.54. We'll sort of get into some predictions a little bit later. Right. Uh, you know, we watched that game last week with the Tar Heels. I did. 63-61. It was an exciting, exciting contest. It was. The Tar Heels almost gave it up at the end there on that uh, returned onside kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least gave him another shot. I mean, I was watching that game with this guy, and he goes, "This game's
1: over after the third quarter." He goes, "Go ahead and change it." I, I wonder like, who would have said that. I uh, was yeah. <laughs> like, "You sure about that?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's, it's changing." I was like, "Okay," and I kept watching and watching. I was like, "Leo, you watching this? You watching this? Here it goes." Look, they they
0: scored forty points in the fourth quarter. That's one that one I think for
1: a touchdown was the. Funniest play all season. I mean, he could have won the game just by falling down. Just, just.
0: I, I, I was really hoping that one of his teammates would tie. <laughs> <was too>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they did do that in the fourth quarter. In the first three quarters, they only scored twenty-one, and they moved the ball quite a bit. You know, yeah. uh, like you're on defense in the Aggie defense. So,
1: you
0: I mean, don't make any mistakes there. Yeah, uh, you know, their defense gave up five hundred and sixty-seven yards to UNC. Also, it's not like their defense mm-hmm. was stifling or anything of that right. nature. Um, that Carolina quarterback
1: was good, though. I, I enjoyed watching that kid play. I thought he was for a freshman, Richard he, freshman. Yeah, pretty good.
0: He got pretty the good ball quick, and he was accurate. And he put up some good stats. But as we go into this, with regards to the Aggies and the matchup this week, right? They put up six hundred and forty-nine yards offensively. This is at least going to be a test for the defense, and. Not only that, it'll sort of give us a barometer for the offense. So let's start with the offense, the Aggie offense. Um, the Aggie offense here, look, their defense is a 4-2-5, what everybody pretty much runs. Um, you know, just from last week, you never know what else they put in, but they like, they like to rush four. They don't bring a ton of pressure until it's critical downs, right? They do like to bring pressure on third. Passing downs, that kind of thing, short yardage, those types of things. But you know, they played a zone behind it a lot. Their coverage was, needless to say, not very good, given North Carolina's numbers. Well, North Carolina was missing their best receiver, also.
1: Josh Downs was out, and I mean, and Josh Downs—you put him on the Aggie team, and he's just another weapon. He's, I mean, you know, he's not. Yeah, he's a good receiver, but you get Anias and
0: you get uh, Stewart. I mean, you got too much talent. Yeah, I agree. And one thing to consider here and to keep in mind, you know, everybody's building this thing up, you know, how good App State is. Jimbo talks about, hey, look, this is a quality program. Obviously, their game against North Carolina last week. This team is not a slouch by any means. I mean, no. It's not a throwaway. But, and let me add this. On top of that, defensively, all 11 of their players are at least 30-year players. One of them is a redshirt sophomore. The rest of them were juniors and seniors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, those guys have been in the program for a while. They're established football players with experience that have played a lot of a, a lot of ball, yet they weren't very good, mm-hmm. which I guess is something to be said. Um, defensive line-wise, they're undersized. Oh, yeah. They don't have a single guy over 300 pounds on that defensive line. Uh, their best – Defensive end is a sort of a rush end kind of guy, number nine, and you know he's kind of explosive off the ball, quick off the ball, that kind of thing. But you know he's really, really undersized. I think two two twenty five or two thirty five or something That's like really that. Small. So, uh, you know, he's the best player. Yeah, absolutely. And so, as you look at the matchup, as you look at the matchup with the Aggies, what do you expect to see? I expect the offensive line to get a lot better
1: than last week. You know, App State's going to do the same thing that Sam did. They watched the tape. They're going to do the stunts. Um, like, I don't think they're going to blitz, but I change should Get rolled. I mean, you should be able to run the ball. That 4 5 undersized D-line, you should be able to,
0: you know, five, six yards of carry, you'd think, right? Yeah, and that's going to be – to me, this is the key, right? Because at the end of the day, look, App State last week didn't show as many of the stunts as Sam did. Um, but they, they used some – the question is whether they implement it even more this week, especially with the fact that they're so undersized. Right? I can't imagine any reason why they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, if we should be able to run the ball
1: against them, it should open up the play-action pass, and that's when Haynes can take advantage of throwing the ball deep, like he wanted to last week, which I think he forced some. But you do a little play-action pass, you get you know some guys running open downfield the because they're gonna bite on that run
0: if we can get the run going. We never got it going last week. You know, the other thing that I obviously for me is is key is the fact that like you said, we just got too many athletes. Oh yeah, too many too many athletes out in the on the perimeter especially, yeah. right? I mean I, I can I could see Anaeas having another monster game in this game if they give him some, some opportunities. Right. Um, he's gonna find space in that defense because because they can't cover him, right? They shouldn't be able to. Um, the question is, how about some of the other guys, right? What, what's yeah, you know, Stewart going to get a little bit more play in there? Is right. Marshall going to get a little bit more play? What's going to, you know, how about you? You'll keep all those guys fit the mold of players that should give this group a, a hard time in the secondary. I think we're going to see this game, what we expected to see in the first game,
1: and that's uh, domination. Um, and I don't see any reason. I think we learned our lesson last week. Maybe we took stand a little bit too light. I'm not sure. I don't know what the reason was this first game. We should have been pumped, but we should come out there, dominate the game. Hopefully Haynes learned from his mistakes. The offensive line learned from their mistakes. And if we sure up those two right there, I mean, we dominated, Sam. Don't get me wrong. We did dominate the game 31-0, but it should have been like a Georgia 49-3, to you know what I'm saying, where the game's in hand at halftime, where we're playing the backups in the
0: late in the second quarter, early third quarter. And we're getting ready for Miami next week. So so the key, the key for this offense, if you ask me, mm-hmm. is progress from the offensive line, right? Absolutely. How do those guards, how do those guards go from game one and game two to game two? Can they get their heads right basically? Because it wasn't a physical situation, right? It right. wasn't that they got beat physically, it was the fact that mentally they didn't pick up some things, they didn't see things coming across. They sort of got their Face dug into some of those defensive linemen, and then see things crossing their face. Can they improve, especially at those two guard spots? Layden Robinson, Aki Moko, whichever one, of, whoever's on the field, those three guys, they have to play better. Yeah, actually, that's what you just said. I mean, they have to play better. It's not can they or will they. They have
1: to. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. I mean, if you not, if they don't play better, we don't play better. I mean, the running game's not going to work. The play action pass isn't going to work. Um, then Haynes is going to be doing the same thing he did last week. He's going to be forcing balls that we don't want him to force because the defense isn't And That's something that I think Jimbo's counting on is the running game. Uh, and the and the pass pro
0: was a lot better than the run protecting, obviously, oh, yeah. run blocking, obviously. I think that they'll, they'll – you know, Haynes is going to have some opportunities. I also want to see – and we've talked about it, right? I want to see Haynes still – create the big play, but I also want to see him in situations where the big play's not there, where they are double-teaming over the top. I want to see him take the check down. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see him take the check down because those check downs are going to turn into big plays eventually because those receivers are better athletes than the guys across the field, right? Yeah, absolutely, and then I think I saw way too many three-and-outs
1: last week. I mean, there shouldn't be three-and-outs against Sam at We need to do the check downs. Get the first down. Focus on what you have to do. Get, get the guys the ball. Get them in space. You know, and Jimbo's never really been that good at doing that. It's, you know, he's like, you know the playbook, you run your routes, you get, you know, you beat your guy. But we don't do any rubs, anything like that, but maybe we should. And and I think
0: that one other thing for me is I want to know, do we see the tight ends more? How we have to? Do they get a little bit more prominent role? Is Max Wright playing this weekend on that or anything? I don't think so. I think he's still out. You know, because ultimately the tight end is always a weapon, especially with some of the guys, especially the young guys that, are, that, that we have in the program, right? Those guys can create mismatches. Right. And so I'd like to see, to see some of those guys at least get involved a little bit, especially early in the game, which they didn't at all last week. And the other question to me is also do we see any of those – the backup running backs – Or even using a guy like Crownover as a fullback or one of the tight ends as a fullback and get into some eye formation or two-back sets to try to help the running game some. We did a little bit with Anais and A-Chain last week, but I want somebody a little bit more physical in there that's going to be a bruiser.
1: bruiser, Yeah, yeah. Now, honestly, I don't think that much is going to change, to be honest with you. I can't imagine Jimbo changing what he's doing. I don't think he... I'm sure Jimbo, they say they don't think ahead to next week, but I'm sure he's thinking ahead to Miami. I'm sure he's going to have some rings for them. This is still a pretty much a warm-up game for us. We should win this game and win it handily. But in Jimbo's eyes, uh, he's like, Miami's just around the corner. And Miami won 70-something to three or something. I don't know what the final score was against it. I mean, get me wrong, it was a Bethune-Cookman yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, next week will really be the tell, but this week, We've got to get better offensive line. Quarterback play has got to be better. He's got to be more decisive, make better throws, make better decisions with who he's hitting underneath for us, like you were saying. But, uh, I mean, the wide receivers just need to do
0: what they did last week. And, look, me and you have, have had a big disagreement with the Haynes-King situation. I think, look, that he played great last week. No, he had those interceptions were uncalled for, especially on first down. Right. he's got to be He's got to be smarter about what he's doing there. Um, however, I also think he made a ton of plays. I think he made a ton of plays. He made a ton of good plays. Um, he delivered the ball accurately uh, accurately a lot. He, he underdrew some guys, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he did deliver the ball accurately a lot. I think he hasn't played a ton of football. And that's what I want to see this week from Haynes. I believe that this week he has to start showing some of that progress, right? Now, what yeah, if, if he doesn't? If he, if he doesn't, then there's – because we've seen two it, samples of them. We saw
1: Kent State last year, and we saw Sam Houston. And I mean, don't get me wrong; they're not bad teams. But they're not the right. quality competition. And then he played a quarter against Colorado, I think, in which Colorado was probably the worst team in the Pac-12. So, I mean, what do you? If he does the same thing again against App State, you hanging your hat on Kane's King, King the rest of the
0: season, going? Well, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to. <laughs> I mean, there's degrees of bad, right? But. Let's say he comes out and turns the ball over a couple more times this week, then it does start to feel it does start to feel like a pattern, right? Right. It does start to feel like an issue with him. Because that's um, a big issue with me is we have such a strong
1: defense, we believe. And we'll find out more as the season goes on. But we have a lot of talent side of the ball. Why I don't want to put the defense in bad situations because Haynes King is throwing the ball away. Are doing too many three and and the defense staying on the field all day. You know, i i think to, I think that in a situation where
0: maybe these interceptions come on throws down the field on third down type Not situation, good, yeah. I wouldn't be as as critical, right? right? If he's doing it again, first down, second down, early down situations where we can go get a first down, continue drives, yeah. I think it starts to look a lot like a pattern of a guy that's really just forcing the ball, right? Through. Um, so there is degrees of sort of how this ends up. Ultimately, I expect him to play better this week, but he's got to go out and do it. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. He has to do it. I mean, he has the weapons. He has the
1: talent. I don't like his throw motion. I told you that over and over. I wish he would go see somebody about, you know, getting a quicker trigger. And yeah, he, he already line. had a quarterback group. Uh, I'm not sure who it is. <laughs> it's Jimbo. And, or something's wrong. But, uh, yeah, he's... Like I said, I mean, I expect him to play better, and if he doesn't, we're going to be having the same conversation we've had.
0: Yeah. uh, Obviously, help from the offensive line in the running game will take pressure off of him. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, this is a team that gave up 63 points to North Carolina or 62 points to North Carolina, whatever it was. 63. Like, you need to go score. Right. You need to go score, Mm -hmm. period. All right? Offensively, these guys, App State, once again, a lot of juniors and seniors in the lineup. A lot more in the 2D, right? These guys are experienced guys that have been on the field for a while. The tight end, the tight end, the quarterback, Chase Bryce, right? He's a guy that was recruited by like Clemson. Clemson. Right? Yeah, Clemson. He was recruited by Clemson. He's no he's no chump.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he made some real nice plays last week against UNC. And he'll run the ball too. Oh, yeah. He's not afraid to tuck and run. Look, and their running game was pretty good. They had, uh, you know, the, led by led by their running back, I think it's uh, Neil, and he had 116 yards or something like that on not too many carries. And, you know, he looked explosive. He's, he's very slight, though. He is very slight. And some folks talk about A-Chain being a small – but A-Chain's got a – you know, his lower half is thick. Right. Right? Yeah. This guy, not so much. Gotcha. So – We'll see. I don't think he'll have the opportunity to create big plays against this defense. I don't think Absolutely. that they're going to be able to do, you know, their offensive line, three guys are under 300, right? So, you know, they, they're it's not of it, they're right? working, Yeah, it's of You know, so they don't have that sort of, uh, uh, you know, presence up there, right? They're not going to be able to open up those holes, especially against our defensive line. But the passing game is where they should be. This defense is going to get a little bit better test. They like to use their tight end. We talked about it last week. That He's left the Sam tight end wide open. They didn't even think about covering that guy for half the game. Um, Who was covering him anyway? They're supposed to. Was it Cooper? Was it <laughs> whoever it was White? supposed to be, they didn't even consider it. So yeah, hmm. it's hard to tell in a situation where the guy's that wide open. Some of it was in some plays where he found some holes in it, but at the end of the day, that's gonna be a matchup because they do like to use their tight end. And they've got three other wide receivers. One kind of a more slot, you know, shifty kind of guy, smaller, but had a big game last week, and two big outside guys, six two, six three guys on the outside. So they've got weapons with a variety of skill sets um, on on the outside to create plays in the passing game. The question is: one, will that quarterback have time? Two, what does the secondary do as far as coverage skills? Right. Exactly. That's I mean, that's what you're hanging
1: your hat on again is the secondary getting up there and giving that defensive line time to get the pressures. We don't have the speed rushers as of right now mm-hmm. that we had last year. So if the secondary can cover just a second or two longer, give us a chance to get that inside press coming on. I mean, what do we have, two turnovers last week? Yes. I mean, that should be our minimum every game, I think.
0: I will say this. They like to create – they like to create – scheme guys open let's say mm-hmm. they use formations and different rub routes and things to try to scheme guys open they did it last week they're going to try to do it again it that has been an issue for our defense in the past it Gets all over teams like that yeah correct so that's going to be a great test i think for this new version of the aggie defense under durkin right how do they handle things of that nature can they be better in the secondary and <laughs> coverage for those guys I like the test because I think obviously we're a better team. We got better athletes, but still, it's gonna it's gonna test you enough so that you can sort of see where things need to improve.
1: The thing about the scheme
0: is we have a lot of young players. First, second, you know, I mean, we
1: don't have a whole lot of those third, fourth players. That's the ones that can understand the scheme. They've been in our, you know, playing defense against college teams. Now you got first and second year players. All mainly they do is just react. They don't replays. He just, oh, he snapped. He's going here. and going there. And that's when App State will have a chance to burn us. And that's when we'll find out how these young players are. I mean, we have some experience in the secondary, which is good. Cooper, linebacker, I don't see him getting burnt too much. And and you have Jackson. I mean, are they going to run a lot of, uh, what's it called? Um, screen passes. If they do, I mean, are our linemen going to be upfield too far? I mean, we're going to get burnt on that. It's just stuff they need to Start recognizing because you have young people, they all they want to do is get up to the quarterback and
0: we get in that mindset, the screen passes. Look, and we've talked about it before, right? I mean you give anybody a ton of time, they're eventually gonna find somebody open. Somebody's gonna get open. That's just the way it works. So the other thing is, okay, will the addition of McKinley Jackson into that rotation help us create some more pressure inside? so that Fidel Diggs, as he's coming from the outside, can get some more pressure on the outside so that that guy doesn't have all the room inside right. to step up, do those kinds of things. And then does Durkin start to implement some more of the blitzes uh, to try to create that pressure as well? They didn't blitz as much as they had in the past year, couple of years in week one. What's going to happen in week two? Are they going to start that process to try to help the secondary out as far as time goes? Well, McKinley Jackson will make a huge difference. I mean, him alone, I think he's our best
1: interior defensive lineman as of right now. He might not have the talent some of these freshmen do, but he is our best one. He'll get pushed. He'll almost demand double teams every time. The center and guard are going to be on him. The tackle is going to have an eye on him also, I think. So, yeah, Diggs will have a chance to get some pressure. Look, and, and these guys averaged
0: 6.7 yards of carry in the rush game last they, week. Last week they, they had, like I said, all the yards passing. End of the day, if this Aggie defense comes in, shuts this down, mm-hmm. doesn't allow 20 points in this game, I think they're starting to show the fact that, look, this defense is maybe better than last year's. So you're thinking that's State might score 20 points this game? No, I don't. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) All right. So a couple of of little tidbits here for you. I don't want to hear from anybody talking about the fact that this team is a really good team and, you know, if this game is tight, well, they're great competition. Look what they did against North Carolina, right? I don't want to hear that because let me give you this including since 2022 recruiting class this their recruiting classes were ranked 95 78 88 102nd 113th over the last five years they did not recruit one single four-star player
1: well it's app state i mean (laughs) i mean that's what they are i agree it's not much different than what we played last week then so if if Right? If Yeah, yeah. but... Because you said well, the best player... Sam fans. was worse than that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you were saying Sam's best player is probably a, a three-star, right? So that's what this team is, but they... Look how many years they've all been in the system. True.
0: Three, four, that means something. It does. But, you know, folks are over... Obviously, it's a big deal this week how many freshmen the Aggies played on offense and defense, whatever, and all this stuff. It's oh, a huge okay. deal. Well, but at the same time, there's plenty of older guys that played as well, oh, yeah. right? I mean... Jalen Jones didn't play. Demonte Richardson's a fourth year guy, right? He, right. Evan, Evan, uh, I'm everywhere. Uh, Fidel Diggs is a third year guy, right? Um, you know, Cooper is a third year guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there was guys out there on that field that have been on campus for, for some time. And yes, right. White fourth year, right? Uh, Russell that linebacker third year, fourth maybe fourth year actually. Right? So all those guys have been around for some time is my point. A lot of these guys getting reps have been around for some time. Yeah, freshmen got in, especially at cornerback. You know, Bowie and and uh Harris both got plenty of playing time with the first group. You know, Gilbert's a second-year guy, so a little bit younger. Some of the defensive line guys. Rakes has been around for a long time. He, he got plenty of reps, right? And the guys that did get reps as freshmen are all five-stars. So, I mean – are we really saying, hey, look, this experience no.
1: is the difference between no. that team and our team? I don't think so. No, we should. I mean, like I was saying earlier, we should dominate this game, both sides of the ball. Um, as long as our offense doesn't put our defense in bad situations, I mean, I don't see the score being much different than last week's. All right. For the Aggie offense, what is the matchup to watch that you want to see? I want to see our offensive line go against that defensive line. I want to see them dominate the game. I want to see them pushing guys. I mean, no, I know. Just willing, you know, hey, I'm better than you are. You're gonna to have to put eight guys in the box to stop our running game. That's what I want to see. I want to see them
0: change their defensive scheme to stop what we're doing. Yeah, I, I think that that's exactly what I want to see. I you know, I'm an offensive line guy, man. Yeah. I coach the offensive line. It's where it's it's where my man, I am passionate about those guys. I'll go back and I go watch them one at a time, you know, over and over again, check out their forms, their steps where their head, hat placement is, where are their hands, where's their eyes, all those things, right? Because offensive linemen are technicians, man. Right. They're technicians. And, yeah, you know, the, you always talk about, oh, this guy's, you know, got the, that intensity and that, that, that meanness, you know. Mm-hmm. They, everybody loves – but at the end of the day, the best ones have to be technicians, even whether they have that mean streak or not. I want to see that step from last week to this week and all the pickups and everything that they're doing. Um, and I think that's the matchup to watch this week. Oh, absolutely, yeah. For our offense, anyway. Yeah. How about on defense? What's the matchup you want to see for our defense? I want
1: to see the same thing. I want to see the defensive line get pressure without having to bring any blitzes. I want to see that secondary come up and almost do bump and run, just to – because you know they're going to have to get rid of the ball quick, right? Because we have more talent than they do. We don't have to blitz to do that, but they're going to try quick passes. It's just – that's who they are. They're going to do these schemes. If you get bump and run, you're going to be up in their face. I'd like to see that defensive line just dominate the game. I'm talking domination. I'm talking sacks in the backfield, fumbles, false starts on that offensive line because they don't, they're sketchy.
0: They're like, oh, shit, where's he going? You know, I think that there's no question that our defensive line is going to dominate, especially in the running game here. And that, that to me is not really an issue. So, for me, I really want to see what this secondary does against a team that's really, really going to test them, right? Hmm. I, with, a number of diff- with a number of different weapons, with using the tight end, getting the ball out to some of their playmakers and different things, now are they, sh- should they be able to you know, really challenge our defense? No. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I do think that there's going to be balls in the air and I do think there's going to be opportunities for that secondary to make plays, yeah. I want to see that. We'll I see want to see how nice. it goes. Yeah, they too. I do too. Go how do they respond to those scheme situations Absolutely. where they're trying to get guys open specifically, right? Right. Um, those are all different things. And that's a test on the linebackers. That's a test on the secondary and the, the safety specifically, you know, the corners will be manned up a lot. Uh, so, you know, it's almost schematic and processing and thought, you know, more than the physicality. I just I think obviously we're the more physical team. We're better athletes, all those things. Do we pick up where we need to pick up on some of those on some of those things? Oh yeah, I agree with you. In the passing game. Right. Right. All right, so how about this? Offensive player of the game for the Aggies.
1: I wanna say Haynes King. I think he's gonna have a better game. I think the offensive lines will be better. I think he's gonna be our player I think he I think he'll throw three, maybe four touchdowns and maybe even have one rushing if he plays the entire game. Yeah. But I mean I think I could see him doing that. I think he's that kind of talent, but it's all in his head. If he takes too many deep shots, if he's gonna throw the ball underneath, if he's gonna give our athletes a chance, he doesn't have to throw the ball deep and to score a touchdown. I mean hit Anais on a five-yard, right. you know, slant, and Anais is gone. Or Evan Stewart. Or Evan Stewart. Or Marshall, any of these Marshall. Yoki, right. mean, I mean, we're going to be bigger, faster. Muhammad. Any of them. Yeah, Preston, you name it. I wouldn't mind seeing Muhammad on the field more. I wouldn't mind seeing Preston. I wouldn't mind seeing a whole bunch of these guys. I want Jake Johnson. I want to see him getting
0: – I see a big tight end going over the middle. Green. I, I think our offense – look, and <laughs> – Everybody knows that I'm a Nia Smith guy. I mean, that right. guy to me is the best football player on this team. He will do anything they ask him to, and he will work his butt off to be good at it, right? Right. That dude's a beast. And he may have another game just like he did last week of 150 yards. It's a good chance, actually. I think this week Jimbo makes it a point against a team like Abstate State that did what they did last week and gave up what they gave up last week. To make sure A-Chain is getting. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go A-Chain. That's a good call. Okay. How about a surprise performer from that offense?
1: If we get anything out of the Titans, that'll be my surprise. I want to see something from the Titans. I don't care. I don't even know if they had a catch last week or not. But uh, Green, Johnson, somebody. Do something. Getting the the stats. Getting the book.
0: You know? Yeah. That's a good point. Basically, if the tight ends show up at all, that's already a surprise performer, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like—I do like that pick. I—I'm. you already said Muhammad, you probably think of Muhammad, right? No, I'm not. I, I, I said I wanted to see Muhammad. I didn't say we would see <laughs> Muhammad. Uh, I'm actually wondering whether one of the backup tailbacks has a big day. I can't imagine. Uh, I'm wondering whether we get a big day from Daniels hmm. or maybe even out of the out of nowhere, crown over getting more reps as a bigger back, right right? Um, so I'm gonna go back up tailback, maybe big day for, for them as well, which is crazy from a team that couldn't run the ball at all last week. Right get Sam, and I'm saying two running backs are going to be your players in yeah, the game. There you go. So probably a terrible call. That is probably a terrible call. Yeah. All right. How about defense player of the week? He's back, McKinley.
1: <laughs> he's back. I want to see. Uh, I want to see him dominate that interior. I mean, he doesn't even have to get any stats to be dominant on that defense. Just his presence and him getting pressure. He might not get a tackle, a tackle for loss, but what he's doing for the rest of the defensive line secondary, linebackers, it's huge. You know, I don't think people understand how big that is. I mean, no one came in last week, did a good job getting pressure interior. tears. Oh, he and was I, great. I think, I think that uh, you can see the same thing from McKinley this week.
0: I like that pick. I like the McKinley-Jackson pick a lot. Um, and, look, last week I thought Fidel Diggs was probably our best defensive lineman. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd sort of been underplaying them all offseason. I'm, I'm on the Fidel Diggs bandwagon at this point. I right. loved what I saw from him last week. But this week, I'm sort of thinking secondary, Gilbert. Yeah, it was a good game last week. Yeah, I really, really liked what I saw from him last week. I leads think, the team in interceptions, I think. right now. Yeah, the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I expect him to get another one this week. By the way, I expect him to get another one this week. I, I'm telling you, I thought he was, he was, he was all over the field. He was flying around. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing in, in coverage. Um, you know, he just had a phenomenal day last weekend. Did F-State throw the ball downfield, or are they throwing it side to side and in the middle? I mean, were they actually going like twenty yards downfield? Or yeah, more they, like they, they didn't have they didn't have the opportunity to do it too much downfield, right? I mean, but um, but I thought that you know, he, and not only was he making plays in coverage, right? He was make, he was all over the field, coverage, but the guy was absolutely. Busting up running plays at the line of scrimmage coming from 20 yards back, right? Right. And so I, I just think he's an all-around player, man, and he, I didn't realize exactly how athletic this dude is. Mm. Man, the guy sees it and goes, and he triggers, man. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go Jordan Gilbert. Good call. How about surprise performer for the defense?
1: performer yeah I mean I like white uh, I, I know you're not as high on white as I am I think he's my surprise performer I like him and Maybe he did make late some late. plays last week he had right? hands on a couple balls that yeah, yeah, in the air. He caused that interception for mm-hmm. Gilbert uh, and if they're gonna throw these he might little, have been involved in the fumble as well well if they're, if they're gonna throw these little schemes and stuff like that it's, uh I'll be surprised if white's in the right position I'll be very surprised.
0: What would be my surprise? I'll be surprised
1: he's in the right position
0: if he makes a play. I don't think that's what I meant Uh, when we talked about surprise performer. But I like where your head's at. Uh, You know, it's hard to pick a surprise performer on this defense just because of the fact that you expect it, right? From pretty much everybody out there. That's what I'm saying about White. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm going to go with a rush rush end on this one Who? and I'm going to go with one of the freshmen which one Stewart, Stewart. yeah a, he looked good in practice man we
1: saw him in that practice that he
0: day. looked good last week
1: he's uh he's athletic yeah I guess.
0: he showed me a lot more than he should than Lucas last week um I would be giving him a lot more reps than uh probably any of the other defensive ends as far as just a rush guy yeah um you know and I White was out there some, but he's so undersized that I, I would rather see Stewart. Obviously, i talked about Fidel Diggs. That's not going to be a surprise. Right. You know, we've talked so much about Nolan and how well he performed last week. I don't think that's a surprise. He'd be an easy pick. That dude's going to play, and he's going to make plays. I'm going Stewart. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's got
1: his first couple of sacks. I like it. I'd like to see more of a rotation on the defense instead of, of- – I want to see, like, a normal rotation. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't don't want to see 20 players play on the defensive line. I want to see – At least not in the first half. Exactly. I want to see guys get into a rhythm, like you were saying last week. I mean, how do you get into a rhythm on defense, just like offense? I mean,
0: how do you get pumped when you know you're coming out of the game next play. Overton's another guy, right? Overton's another guy that played pretty well last week that showed some flashes and stuff, and he'll still get some some reps there. But I I do – I expect it out of – I do expect Stewart to have a bigger mm. part of that. So, you know, just a guy sort of out of the ordinary, not, not being talked about a ton. Probably a kiss of death. Thank yeah, you. he's probably, yeah, he's probably not gonna get on the field. Yep. Uh, score prediction, all right. Score prediction, so we talked about it earlier. Over, under here, no, no, no. The spread is, what do we say? 19. 19, yep. Over, under 54, okay? So what's your score prediction? What do you expect this game to be? How many points do you expect the Aggies to score? Well, I said Haynes, four touchdowns and one rushing.
1: So that's what, seven times five, 35. Maybe a defensive touchdown there, 42. I'd say 45 to 10. Nothing from AJ. Guess not. Maybe he catches one of the passes. 45 to 10. Oof. Right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it could be, could be more, but I mean, yeah. If we, we start doing the three and outs right off the bat, it will tell you. I mean, that's what happened last week. We got
0: everybody to talk about North Carolina and the points they put up and everything else. I'm talking and, about A and M. I know, no, no. no, no. But what I'm saying is that you know when we scored less than what than the 60 something that North Carolina. First of all, that last touchdown mm-hmm. was 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 a gimme. So make it you know 47 or whatever, 46 or whatever yeah. for, for for North Carolina. The other thing is that you know Jimbo runs the clock, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to get in there and just like North Carolina was on the ball, on the ball, on the ball, on on the ball. Right. So I agree. You know, we're probably talking somewhere in the 40s. I'm going to go 48. Okay. 48. That's not bad. On on offense. Defensively, this is where you're going to see the biggest difference, right? Because, you know, they scored 61 last week. Yeah. 10. What I, 10. What I said You said 10. We're right on the money. Rate. Well, I'd like for you to be a little bit, you know. So, 48 to 10, that's a cover. and over. And an over.
1: So, we're screwed. Yeah. Last week, we took the cover and the over and lost both. I
0: will take the under in this game. Sometime. And we took the second half. <laughs> and the cover and didn't have anything. I will probably take the under in this game. But that's my score prediction, 48 to 10. Okay. I like it. All right. Get Joe Betts in. Let's do it. Let's get Joe Betts in. So let's talk a little bit about some games around the country and some of the lines. All right. What you like, man? Tell me. We're, we're going to start I'm with the SEC. Yeah. Do it.
1: 11
0: o'clock game, Bama at Texas. Bama. All day. Bama. Bama minus 20 with a 65 and a half over-under. Bama.
1: I'm not sure about the over-under. Bama might cover the over by themselves. So Bama. So Bama. I didn't watch Texas at all last week. Did you watch them? I did not watch them last week. Either. I don't know. I mean, I know they scored some points, but. Uh, 20 years started off with a touch, with an interception. To, to start oh, the There game. you go. There you go. You mm. um, what are you thinking? I mean, score prediction, I think the games are over halftime, like most of them games are when they play in two-year competition. Yeah,
0: 20 is a lot of points, right, against mm-hmm. a team that's also recruiting in the top ten every year. You know, Sark and A lot Sargers of players are
1: transferring out every year. They're bringing in
0: new players. Alabama can do that because they have a. System pretty much in place. Hart didn't have a system yet; he's second year. Yeah, you're talking about a Heisman-winning quarterback versus a guy that you know has started a game in his career.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, Twenty points is a lot. I I sort of agree with you. I think I would lean towards Bama. I'd take. Give me a score. Um, what are you thinking? I I would take. Oh, man, I don't know about the score. I I. I mean, fifty-five to
1: thirty covers. I mean, I mean that's a way over. But
0: Alabama, you know they're going to throw the ball around and. I do expect the over, by the way. I bet the over before I bet Bama. How about gotcha, that? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I might bet the first half on Bama. I'm not
1: sure what that is, but I'll look at it. Probably be like two touchdowns or something.
0: Well, Texas hasn't played defense in about, yeah. you know, half a decade or yeah. so. So uh, I think that's a good bet. South Carolina against Arkansas, another big game in the SEC. They're at Arkansas. Arkansas is minus eight, over under 53. Pretty big game for South Carolina, you know, with sort of all the hype that they've been getting. Obviously a huge game for Arkansas in consideration for – or trying to play for an SEC West title. I mean, this is this is going to be a big game for both of these teams. This game
1: what do you isn't take close. This game isn't very close. Arkansas by at least two, maybe three touchdowns. It's a – yeah, I think the, the line of scrimmage will be telling the game and Arkansas will control the ball and – I don't think South Carolina is in depth yet. Dean hasn't had time to recruit his guys. I mean, he's upgraded with Rattler at quarterback, but they don't have the weapons. Yeah, I think
0: ultimately the line of scrimmage kills South Carolina, yeah. right? Arkansas is a line of scrimmage team. That's what they do, right? Right. <laughs> it's who they are. Yeah. And South Carolina can't much up, match up at the line of scrimmage, their offensive line or their defensive line for that matter. I expect Arkansas to win and win big. Who did South Carolina play last week? I don't remember. I was top of my head. They won. They won, entered, but
1: it wasn't exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. So great. I think that uh, this they'll probably go under. Might be my guess because I think Arkansas is going to try to run the ball, control the clock, wear them down, and I can mean, I see them win thirty-five to fourteen or something like
0: that. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think I think this is a I think this is a. a I'd put the money on Arkansas. How about Wake? Minus 12.5 at Vandy. 65.5 over under. 65? Yeah. Is Vandy for real?
1: They beat Hawaii? Bad. And they beat somebody last week. Elon? Yeah, Elon. Pretty bad. So Wake is a really big step up in competition.
0: Yeah, they're going from... Yeah, they're, they're going from playing a high school team to playing... And you talk top about twenty-five. Wake is still missing their quarterback,
1: I believe. And uh, either way, Wake has the mindset to throw
0: the ball over the. Look, man. first of all, first of all, both of these teams <laughs> are notorious, you know, for crap programs in football, no, but, right? I mean, they, they're 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 basketball schools, Wake, right? Well, Wake Forest they're in pretty good, last but year. Wake Forest has been good, yeah. You know? And they're expected to compete for an ACC yeah. title this year, yeah. right? So, yeah, Wake they, Forest they won the ACC last year, didn't they? Was it I Wake? I think so. yeah. I think this is no no contest. I, I, the 12-and-a-half, I think Vandy's getting a lot of credit over, like you said, the yeah. things that they had yeah. against teams that aren't very good at all. I would take Wake, and I might take the under because I'm not sure Vandy's going to score that much. Yeah, I don't think so either. Even though Wake's defense is
1: pretty suspect. Pretty suspect. Well, they're all recruiting with the Appalachian States, guys. They're getting those <laughs> uh,
0: three-star players. All right, here's – I love this game. Tennessee minus six, Pitt – Sixty-six and a half over under. So Tennessee at Where is Pitt. It? It's at Pitt. Yeah, I kind of like Pitt plus
1: the six. I don't know. Call me crazy. I mean, I like Tennessee. I'm calling you crazy. I don't like Tennessee's uh, defense right yet. I like with but I think Pittsburgh is well coached. They got that quarterback Slovis that showed me a little something against West Virginia last week. Yeah, um, and Pitt returns with a lot of their defensive players. From the year before, and that's the only thing I think Tennessee is still lacking. Their offense is great, don't get me wrong. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, but I think Pittsburgh's going to make more defensive plays than Tennessee will. Does that make sense? I mean, I understand what you're saying. I still think Tennessee wins this game, and but I'd take the
0: over before I take the game, right? I think yeah. the 66 and a half is probably going to be like halftime. But if you're giving me six points on a Pittsburgh team at home,
1: I'm taking a six. Now, if it's a top, I mean, I don't think Tennessee's on. You know, it's
0: fifty-fifty to me, but I think I don't know, man. I, I think Tennessee can can score with the best of them, man. And I don't, I don't I know that Pitt, I don't know that Pitt's going to have any opportunity to slow them down or stop them. I mean, ever since ever since Tennessee has started their
1: Hooker, hooker mm-hmm. they've been unbelievable since last year. You know, right? Hooker Without came them. from Virginia Tech, so yeah. Pitt's seen him before. during the ACC, uh, but he had, they
0: hadn't seen him with this
1: Tennessee offense. I great? But I'm going to say um, Pittsburgh plus a six. And you know, I like, I mean, I think they'll be in the 30s. The game with both teams will score yeah. in the
0: 30s. I'm pretty sure they're going to hit the over before the third quarter's over. Oh, so, that's what I usually hope for. So that's for halftime overs. I'll for for halftime, half-time overs. All right, how about Kentucky at Florida? Minus six. Florida's minus six. Over under 52 and a half. Me, uh, Kentucky.
1: Yeah.
0: i Kentucky. I mean, I liked Florida's quarterback. He looked
1: good. He did everything for them, though. Everything. That defense seemed a little suspect, seemed to wear down. I'm not sure they have the depth. Um, but, yeah, give me Kentucky
0: all day. Here's the other thing. How, what's going to happen when Richardson can't run the football? When they're playing a, a team that actually stops him from running the football? Because he didn't throw the ball that well, right? Right. I mean, he's got a cannon, but I don't know where it's going. I certainly wouldn't catch that damn thing. Nah, so going to hurt my brain. break my hand. Make them all I make more money. Can't hurt hurt these pains, man. That's where my money makers. Uh, I'd take Florida. I agree with you. The over-under, I'd probably go over, but I don't know. I'm not not as keen on that. What's the over-under? Two and a half. Uh, How about Missouri at K-State? K-State's minus seven and a half. 56 and a half is the over-under. I think Missouri's awful. That's just my...
1: I mean, they're SEC, but... K-State didn't look bad last week either. K-State's got that little running back. He's going to run all
0: over the place. Give me K-State. He's the real deal, man. Right? Yeah, he's good.
1: Vaughn or something like that, I think. Yeah, he yeah he's good. Give
0: me he's K-State. A really- yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. Over and 56 and a half. Probably under.
1: Whoa. That's
0: me. oh I know you're an over guy. Right. I like it. It's going under about San Jose State at Auburn? Auburn minus 23 over under a 50 and a half. Whoa. I told you, man. Auburn getting a lot of respect here for a team that's about to fire their head coach. <sighs> Auburn's got a bunch of
1: four, five-star players. Do, do they? They may have some about of four-stars. Upper threes, maybe. San Jose. They lost their, their best quarterback ever last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Can't remember his name. Uh, Starkle? no.
0: He's definitely not their best quarterback ever, but go ahead. I don't know.
1: I don't even know their history. Um, I can tell you it's not Starker, though. I'm pretty sure it's Starker. And, uh, I mean, just talent alone. Auburn's at home, 23 points. They'll cover – I think they'll get put it in
0: cruise control by halftime. I, I mean, think Auburn's got running backs. they got a good their running. Their running game looked really good. Bigsby looked great Yeah, last I mean, they got – Their second running back looked really good last week. Um and can, yeah, I mean San Jose State still sucks. Now like would San I Jose was, State put up a? Would they beat App State? No.
1: Okay. Well, there you go.
0: So I agree with you.
1: Yeah. I'm just curious about the how tally figure. San Jose State going into Auburn's 23 points, but App State coming into Texas a and to 19. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I do.
0: Mississippi State minus 10 and a half at Arizona over under 60. I love Mississippi State that game. Love it. Yeah. I just love it. The
1: Arizona's horrible. Oh, the Pac-12 is horrible. I mean, 10 and a half, man. Jesus. 10 and a half. If Mississippi State played Georgia last week, would they lose 49-3? to I don't I think so. It. I, I just, and I think
0: that's, that's the best. I, love team that in the, yeah. I, I take that I take that today just to make yeah. sure the line does. I'm feeling a lot of teasers coming up. I'm also thinking the 60 over on that one, yeah. too. So that's the SEC. There's a couple of other games, but they're not, they're playing such bad teams that they're not even. Yeah, on the on the radar. Are you talking like the uh, I get a Texas game? Oh, I'm just talking like Alabama, Texas. if you believe that? <laughs> <on people. laughs> yeah. All right, around the country, a team that we're interested in seeing: Southern Miss at Miami. Miami's minus 25 over under 51. I'll tell you, I mean, I mean, Southern Miss—they're
1: hit or miss sometimes. Some years are good in their conference, and are they in the same conference? As I say I can't remember who they're in the conference with. That sounds correct. So, I mean. Give me Southern Miss in 25. Wow. Wow. Well, I like it. 25
0: points. Look, it's a step. It's a big step up in, in, in competition. competition for it's Miami, not, right? For bethune Cookman, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge step up in competition. They scored 70 last week. I don't, I don't expect that to be the case. I mean, the over-under in this was 51. Did you watch Miami play at all that game? I didn't see any. No. No. Yeah, I mean, it was bethune Cookman. I can't bet some So, uh, I still think the over sounds good. 51? Yeah, that sounds really low. It's...
1: They scored 70 last week by themselves. They scored 70 last week by themselves. They're I going to come you know. out and throw the ball around. You
0: know, oh, yeah. So that's their... They're going to let that guy create a Heisman. Yeah. You know. Unless, unless there's like a hurt or something yeah. we don't know I'm about. about. Be How about this one? Marshall at Notre Dame. Minor, Notre Dame's minus 20 and a half. And 51 is the overrun.
1: I mean, Marshall's a historically pretty good ball club. You know what I'm saying? They had uh, Randy Mosco there, Chad Payton. They got some... They get some talent. But uh, give me Notre Dame.
0: I think to write the shit. Uh, yeah, I think Notre Dame needs to show something on offense here this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't show anything on offense last week. No. The question is, can they score points? But their defense did – I'm going to go under.
1: How about that? Right. I'll tell you, somebody wants to see this game, Notre Dame, killing them Ohio State because Ohio State kept it too close.
0: They want to see Notre Dame. Yeah, they'd love, they'd love to see some- a big win right there. Yeah. Uh, Washington State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's minus 17.5 or under 49. I don't really have a whole lot of – it's two big conference teams, though. It's a matchup between a Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Um, the Pac-12, we said how bad they are. I mean, Wisconsin should be a decent team. Yeah. I, give, me, give me Wisconsin at 17.
1: I'll, I'll, and, I mean, to travel there, uh, Wisconsin's
0: usually a pretty good program. it will be a low scoring game, I think. Uh, yeah, give me Wisconsin. Let's see that yeah. 49. Yeah. That's- Wisconsin all day. That's what I would say.
1: Uh, I'm going to skip that one. Okay. Houston, <laughs> Akron at Michigan State. Oh, it's Akron.
0: I couldn't tell if that was Arizona. Or yeah, no. Akron at Michigan State. I, I don't even want to. Okay, I don't want to go, though. Houston at Texas Tech. I think this is a big, big game. I'm going to have fun watching this game. Tech is favored by three, over under a 63. The line's moved a little bit from two and a half to three and a half, right in that range. Mm-hmm. So it's But basically, Texas Tech is – Getting a lot of credit here against okay, a Houston team that's a top twenty-five team going into the season. Yep. Had a great year last year, and Texas Tech lost their starting quarterback, right?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I told you earlier. I like Houston that game, and uh, I think Houston played a good club in UTSA last week. Got out of there with a the win. They got their quarterback returning. They got a bunch of returners start, and uh, a bunch of starters returning in Houston. Uh, they're a good
0: club. Look, UTSA has got a new coach. And what would you say about UTSA? UTSA lost a lot of people from last year to this year. I, I, I know that they had a huge year the year before. I, I did expect Houston to win that game a little bit easier. They struggled mightily. Yeah, really? I, I want – I think Tech. I'm actually thinking Tech, and I, and I also – Tech at minus three? Minus three. Okay. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, Kent State at OU. OU's minus 33 and a 33.5, 72.5 over under. 72.5 over under. I like the over. Wow, I think um, I think Oklahoma wins. I'm not sure about the cover, but I like Oklahoma winning, and I like the over, man. It's a lot of points, but yeah, I'm, I take I take OU because they're they're right. a better team. Yeah, Kent State, I don't think it's going to be able to keep up with that team. I expect the Oklahoma defense to continue to improve. Take OU. OU's biggest rival in the country, USC, that's yes, minus eight and a half at Stanford, over under 67 and a half. 67 and a half? Well, if they get up
1: to sixty seven and a half, do you think USC would win to cover that? Because I don't see Stanford scoring that much. So I think Stanford, they're going to thank USC. And I think this will be a closer game. I don't know if they'll win it, but it's, all, it's a
0: traditionally a close game. Under. That's I what I'm, under. Under. Yeah, I like I'm under. taking. I'm the under. Give me Stanford. Here's another one I love. Arizona State at Okie State. Okie State's minus 11 and the over-under 58. God, the Pac-12 sucks. I love Oklahoma State the Pac-12 in this game. sucks. I mean, Oklahoma State looked really good last week. Last week. Yeah. Now, now, mind you, they gave up points in the fourth quarter and let that other team back in it. But when it mattered, they dominated. And I expect that to happen throughout this game against Arizona State. Yeah. It's not going to be good, right? Well, I mean, who from the Pac-12 impressed you last week? Besides? I mean, USC
1: beat Rice. So UCLA was having problems with Bowling Green, I think, for the first half. And Utah lost to Florida. Yeah, Utah lost to Oregon.
0: Didn't they lose to Georgia? I mean, By a was, million. That was close. Uh, yeah, I mean, nobody in the Pac-12 impressed me at all. I, Arizona State was bad last year. They'll be bad again this year. Herm Edwards is going to get fired. Hey, and who, they're trying to cheat. Who beat Boise State? Washington State beat Boise State? Or Oregon State? Oh. Oregon State, okay. That was probably their best win of the weekend. I'll take Oklahoma okay. State in that game. Gotcha. give the 11 points. How about this last one? Baylor minus three, BYU 53 and a half over-under. I like Baylor, but they're going They're going to BYU. That's a Provo, huh? That's a, that's a pretty – is that Provo? I think so. But that's – you know, they're known for having a good home for the bands, those kind of things. They're up in the, you know, yeah. elevation. It's an altitude. do you like – I like Baylor. I like Aranda. I think he's a good coach. I think he's going to have that group ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm taking want to agree with you, but yeah, I'll take Baylor. Uh, Usually, using that work out that well. A uh, little disclaimer, uh, you, any picks that you make on our word, we do not guarantee those. You're on your own. But uh, if you take all these, you're definitely winning. There you go. Uh, Guarantees right there. <laughs> <laughs> Questions from the get- tailgate brought to you by Frida Homes, building aggy dreams, fridahomes.com. Question number one. How many inTs will Haynes King throw against abstinct too many by two you're gonna
1: go with two yeah, I mean it depends on your you lesson I mean yeah. if he, and I'm guessing you know with history what we've seen from two and a quarter
0: games he's thrown five picks look this guy has played two two games full game you, and I mean I look, Colorado Colorado he played two drives whatever they didn't do it that. In a quarter. He played two games, and he still five interceptions. Yeah, he's on Facebook, of two and a half a game. So, so I'm going under his average. I'm two. going under, way under.
1: Zero? One. Oh, one. Yeah. Um, thinking, this, I think that's too many against
0: this kind of competition. That's dude. probably true. I think, um, go ahead. Question number two. One thing we will learn after game two.
1: That's what we talked about. Is we're going to learn about our offensive line, see if they're – worth a damn or not. See if they can uh, live up to what we expect them to do or if they're just gonna roll over and let people just get in the backfield all day and not be able to
0: run the ball. And they're gonna kill a lot of draft stock. I think what we learned this week is something that I predicted. Something I predicted this off season and that's that this defense is going to be the best in the SEC this year or in competition for because a team in that state that put up all those points last week, we're going to limit them to less than 10 points, 10 points or less. And I think this defense shows out. That's what we learned today, this week. This defense is for real. I'm not. I know our defense is for real. I'm worried about our offensive line. We're not
1: going to win, get to where we want to be, without our offensive line being what we want them to
0: be. That's why. I'm not. I agree with you. I just not know to I not I'm not All sure. Stars, four stars everywhere. I mean. Because. All right, Giga Maggie, AP, hey. Corey, signing out from the tailgate.